Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go.
Welcome back to the Earn Your Happy podcast, and I am so excited to introduce you to Elizabeth D'Alto. She is known for her raw, honest, and grounded approach to self-help and spirituality, and she is the founder of Wild Soul Movement and author of Untame Yourself, host of the popular Untame the Wild Soul Woman podcast. She's been a teacher, a leader, a speaker, a coach, and a trainer to groups and individuals for 13 years, and she also consults organizations ranging from startups to large corporations such as Dove UK. So you guys, I loved our juicy conversation and I can't wait for you to listen in. So here we go. Elizabeth, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you. So I loved our, you know, we, we've been able to kind of catch up and chat a little bit before this, and I absolutely love what you're about, and I was on your site, and and it is a little bit like a vortex, like like you're hearing from <laughs> other people, because I think it really, really speaks to women. It, it's, it's like I'm discovering parts of myself on your site that maybe have been buried for a while, or parts that I really want to tap into. So for people who aren't familiar with you yet, I would love for you to tell us what you do, um, what you love to do, and also maybe a time where you didn't know that this was yeah. your purpose and your calling. Well, first of all, I love I love to hear that because back when I was creating the actual site and I had started the creative process towards the end of 2013, that was something I said. I was like, I want women to land on this site and go, this is the thing I didn't know I needed. Mm. So that thing that you just said about like waking up the parts of myself um, is also in like such alignment with part of the mission, which is everything I create at Untame Yourself is about this one sentence. Everything you've ever needed has always been inside of you. Mm. We're so conditioned and like marketed to and programmed in our culture to be seeking outside of ourselves for the answers, to feel better, you know, for all these things that we think when I get that or when this happens, I'll feel better or I'll be happy or I'll be successful or whatever. And we forget, we gradually forget from the time we're little kids, like how magnificent like we are and always have been, right? So sometimes people say, well, why don't you just say everything you need is inside of you? And I'm like, because I really want to emphasize that it's always been there. There's never been a moment in your life when you haven't been totally capable totally worthy, like so magnificent. We just forget. We straight up forget. And so really what I love to do is remind women. And so there's a couple things I remind them. I love to remind them to get out of their head and into their body. And I love to remind them that like you are a woman and that there's like so much ripe, incredible power to like be magnetic, to inspire um, and we're untrained in that. Again, our culture really trains us in the masculine arts to do, to achieve, to accomplish, to compete, to rank, right? Like these are the things we learn in school to be right, right? Um, stuff your emotions, be strong, be tough, like all those things, which are great things, but it's just out of balance when we forget all the amazing juicy feminine parts. So I just love to remind people and, and I love that you use the word like, like wake up or I think is what you said because it's what it is. It's just like, oh, snap. It's like I just <laughs> forgot. I forgot for a minute or for mm. many years. And so for me, to answer the other part of your question, I just forgot. I was in like this kind of a sleep forgetting place for a really long time where I thought that I really had to like 
just hustle harder, just keep going, keep going, keep going, keep pushing and force, right? I thought that my work ethic was the best thing going for me. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of ways, it's amazing, but you will only get so far in your work ethic until you burn out. Like you probably have this too. So many women, so my background uh, is fitness. I used to be a personal trainer. Before that, I was in sales and stuff. And again, it was just about like the hustle, the doing, the pushing, the forcing. And at a certain point, I just started to notice with my fitness clients that um, inevitably, any like mental, emotional, or spiritual thing could wipe out the physical results with such swiftness. It was like astounding. Mm. So that is what sparked me to get really, really interested on the inner work. So instead of just working out to focus on working in and then creating and kind of manifesting life from the inside out rather than the outside in. Does that make Mm, sense? Totally. So did you have a point where you were like, oh my gosh, I cannot live this way anymore. Like this is absolutely not working for me. Or did you have a lot of those points? I think I had a lot of those, a lot of little points like Mm -hmm. that build up over time. But the big one came um, August, 2013. I had moved from um, lifetime, uh, lifelong East Coaster. I'm from New York. I lived up and down the East Coast my whole life until, uh, January 2013, and I moved out to Laguna Beach, California Mm. with the guy I was dating at the time. And I only knew him and his family in the town. And Laguna Beach is small. It's so beautiful if anyone's ever been there, but like quite boring. To move from downtown Manhattan where like (laughs) everything's at your fingertips to this little sleepy beach town where everything closes at like 9 p.m., it was culture shock for me. It was like really – in one sense, it was cool to like be by the ocean and like be in this beautiful place. And in the other sense, it was like – really, really, really denying large parts of of who I was being there. And so um, as that relationship came to an end and I was growing intensely dissatisfied with doing work in fitness, which by the way, I don't knock fitness at all. It just really wasn't for me anymore. Um, I was, I was in a place where I was like, none of this, none of this stuff is working. None of this is okay with me. And I actually, um, I was, I was in Malibu for an afternoon and I was walking on the beach and it kind of had this moment of like divine surrender of being like, all right, God, universe, you know, whatever. At the time, I wasn't super clear on how I was relating to my spirituality, but I knew I believed in something and I knew I just could no longer try to control everything myself, the outcomes. I was like, all right, just show me, show me the way. And what I chose in that moment to be my symbol was like a beach house, like a, a home on the beach. I'm like, this is all I know about what I want is I want this. Mm-hmm. And if I could just stay focused on that, the how must fill itself in. Because mm. I don't know how right now. But if I could just hold my vision and hold in my heart like that this will be the emblem or the symbol that I got there, I could do that. And and I'm just going to surrender that the steps will unfold. And it was like, boom, they just started. Like within days, things started dropping in that just like helped me to start really lay the path. Mm, that's awesome. So you know, I, it's funny. I was talking to my sister the other day and literally she's kind of on the, on the beginning of realizing there's something more, like there's something bigger that's going to be helping yeah. you. And for all you guys listening who are like, what the heck are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> you will get there. It will, it will be a point just like you said, I'm Liz, Elizabeth, there we go. <laughs> um, that you literally like, it's just a moment where what you're doing is not working. Kind of like what you said. It's just this moment of, wow, I can't carry this anymore. Please. I'm surrendering this. Help me. Um, and everything opens up. Was it literally like days? Is that what you said? 
Yeah, it was early days because actually at that time um, I was ambivalent still about that relationship and uh-huh. I officially ended it a couple of days later. Oh my god! And gosh. that in itself, right? Like, like breakups are the worst and the best at the same time. They're the worst because there's like so much sadness, grief, hurt feelings. But it, there's also this vacuum, right? The minute you're no longer with someone or in something, it doesn't have to be a relationship, romantic. It could be a friendship. It could be something going on with your family. It could be a job. Any situation where you were like deeply committed to this thing and had so much energy and effort going towards it, when that thing doesn't exist anymore, you become a vacuum back mm-hmm. for all your own energy. It's like, oh, I, I didn't even <laughs> realize how much I was investing and expending and putting towards not me, wow. <laughs> right? Not yeah. not my highest good or my best or my, you know, highest, most amazing expression of my creativity or like service to the world or whatever it is. Wow. You bring me back to this moment. Um, I went to uh, a weekend that was, you know, just all dedicated to really diving in and spirituality and really defining your relationship with um, source, God, whatever uh, you believe. And I came home and I think the contrast, because when you put yourself in that space where you're just kind of like surrendering and you're all in the contrast of what's not right in your life becomes so large that it's almost like it becomes easier to kick it out or easier to get rid of it. Totally. Um, I came home and did some major cleanup of some uh, people in my life who are great people, just not great for where I was in the moment. Um, and it literally like flipped my world upside down. And like these things that I had been desiring kind of came rushing in within a week. And I was like, Oh my God, like, just like you said, like, yeah, I can't believe how much energy was going towards like feeling like I'm off. This is not in alignment and I know it and I'm, you know, not doing anything about it. So if we're in that space, is there something that you suggest doing if we like know we're so out of alignment, but how can we get to a place where we feel good? Yeah. All right. So here's my recommendation for that. And you know, everyone, everyone's personality is kind of different. So for some people, this might resonate. Some people might be like, oh, hell no. But if there's even like a tiny ounce of you that goes, all right, maybe I could try that. Maybe it'll work for me. I highly suggest it. You just got to get quiet and you got to be with yourself. Just put yourself in, just create some kind of container for yourself. Even if it's, if it's, maybe it's a couple minutes every day. Like some people, the reason why they do some of the things they do is because they're actually afraid to be alone with their own thoughts. Mm. They're actually afraid to go below the surface because they're afraid of what they might find. And if that's you, do the a couple minutes a day uh, over time and then gradually add a little bit more and more time because it's scary. I was actually, I had a a call with a client today and we were talking about this, how, you know, in our culture also in the world of like self-help, personal development, spirituality, whatever, a lot of people are really attached to breakthroughs Mm -hmm. and sometimes breakthroughs are traumatizing. It's Mm -hmm. not actually always the best choice. Sometimes you just need to be making these small incremental changes and adjustments over time so that you can very gently and very lovingly with a lot of self-compassion um, and an honoring of where you are, like ease yourself into an experience or into a transition or a change or a, another phase rather than like busting through and then getting there and feeling so raw mm. and so vulnerable. And maybe it's like overexposed or maybe like like a baby deer trying to figure out how to walk on this new terrain. And then that's really, really hard on yourself. Like mm. sometimes the way people go about transformation is like self-violent because it's just like too much too soon without the foundation. So it's okay to slow down. So get quiet with yourself, maybe for a few minutes every day, slowly building on it. Or if you can, like, you know, sit 20, 30, 40 minutes, give yourself a day to just be with yourself. I highly suggest uh, getting out in nature to do it. 
because nature is just like one of the most supportive, loving forces in the world, right? Like mm-hmm. I always say like, let your mama, meaning mama nature, have your back. <laughs> like literally, I mean, I'm a New Yorker. My family sometimes, my little brother's a comedian actually. So sometimes he'll take a <laughs> screenshot of something I've written on Facebook or that someone has commented and been like, what the F is this weirdo talking about? And I'm like, <laughs> Makes sense to me. So like, you know, if you're having that reaction, it's totally cool. Like I'm not for like my, my philosophies and practices aren't going to be for everyone, but if it resonates even just a little bit, like just imagine giving yourself something tangible that can support you other than just you. Sometimes it's nature. (laughs) Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's like laying in the sand or the grass or like uh, being in the ocean or like leaning your back into a tree and being like, oh, all right, I'm supported here and I could do this, but whatever it is um, to just like get quiet and just breathe. Just connect with your senses and just like, just remember that like there really is the life force running through you. And and for so many people, they get lost in the search for like, what's my purpose? Well, like what if everyone's purpose was to literally just be the best version of themselves? Mm. So even if you don't know like what your sacred work in the world is or like what you're here to do or like what's the bigger thing that you're meant for, the bigger thing we're all meant for is to like literally be the best version of ourselves. So to just get quiet on not necessarily being able to connect with the big picture, because sometimes it's like a bit far out and we can't touch it or see it yet. Mm -hmm. But what's just like the next step? Mm -hmm. What's like the next best step I could take um, to support me on that path, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of having to take like the big giant leap or like leap and the net will appear. Well, sometimes the net doesn't appear. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you splat and then it's like, oh God, you know, and it's like I took this giant leap forward and then eight steps backwards. Like it doesn't have to be that way. Mm, we could take like 20 small steps and like get there. Totally. And it just feels better. And I think in the, in the grand scheme, I know it's, I'm sure it's the exact same for you when you look at kind of your just, I, I don't know, for lack of a better word, like success pattern. Um, it's just, I think all of those little moments where maybe you feel like you're not moving, but you are, cause you're maybe consistent totally. with something or you're really learning to tap in or, you know, a lot of times where we feel stuck at a certain point because maybe we haven't quite figured it out yet or we haven't picked up on that lesson and then yeah like when I look at some of the big breakthroughs they are few and far between man and it is like it's like those usually came from something that was brewing and brewing and brewing and it was ready yeah. to go anyway um, but yep. yeah but the the big picture has just been little tiny things that you know when you when your head hits the pillow at night you wouldn't necessarily feel like you had moved forward or done anything different but in the grand scheme it's just inch by inch and that's really beautiful nature's actually been a really big theme for um all of the people that I've been talking to who are really creating um just a life that they love is is the main mm-hmm. thing they're doing is just getting in nature getting quiet that's yep. so beautiful it's it's i mean if if you're going to do one thing to make change. I think everything that you said is so, so perfect. Um, okay. So I love that you talk about masculine and feminine energy because I, um, I need to hear all about it. So, (laughs) because for me, I can get really stuck in the masculine and I adore the feminine, but for me, it's finding that balance. So tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So this is the biggest thing breakthrough (laughs) to use that term. Actually, this was a breakthrough for me. One of those big moments was, um, this was about mm, two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. I never really understood the difference between masculine and feminine from an energetic perspective. I just knew, I just thought, you know, male, female. Mm-hmm. And I knew I identified always more with like masculine. Like I grew up a tomboy, I played sports. Um, 
And I never really identified as, you know, prissy or feminine or girly, which was the only expressions of feminine that I knew, which makes sense. Cause like culturally our culture tends to really only shine the light and honor, uh, maiden and mother in terms of archetypes. Right. Mm. So damsel in distress or, you know, the matriarch of the clan in a lot of ways. And so I didn't realize my unique expression of feminine. So I'm reading this book called Awakening Shakti by Sally Kempton. And it's basically just explaining archetypes by using, you know, nine Hindu goddesses of yoga. And so I get to the chapter about Durga. And so if anyone doesn't know who Durga is, she's the image you might have seen her who she sits on like a lion or a tiger. She has eight arms and she is freaking like warrior goddess. Don't mess with me. I will F up any challenger, you know, who's trying to, you know, dominate the world or oppress anyone. And I was like, oh my God, I've been feminine all my life. It's just been like warrior goddess feminine, not like dainty. And so to even just realize this idea of like archetypes, that there's so many different energetic expressions of feminine and also masculine, right? And, and each one has light and dark to it. And so the, uh, to understand so many nuances was – that was a huge aha, like a big moment for me because all of a sudden I got to accept and like reflect back on, in fact, how very feminine I always have been and just understanding that it was my unique expression. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So do you find yourself still going more into one or what, what, like what inspires you? What helps, uh, you know, thinking of these different energies, what helps you get more aligned, feel more aligned? Yeah. So, so here's, what's cool earlier going into this year, I was thinking like, all right, um, I'm phasing out of, of Durga energy. Like mm. I've got enough warrior. I'm fierce enough. What do I want to, <laughs> what do I want to embrace? Right. And I still, so I went back to my tried and true awakening Shakti. And I actually, she also, Sally Kempton, the author has these great meditations. And so I was listening and, and I really decided to connect with the Lakshmi energy, which Lakshmi is more of the, like the sweetness, the beauty, the abundance of life. And so uh, one of the things I did in my house was I set up an altar and I brought a lot more flowers. So to like bring in the nature element and again, Mother Earth, that's very feminine, very fertile, right? Not just fertile in the sense of, you know, making human babies, but fertile in, in life and creation overall, which is a very feminine aspect um, in terms of energetics. And so I started like, uh, it, was, it was right around spring when I was doing this. And so there's, we have these rose bushes outside. So I would cut fresh flowers and bring them into my home and really connect with these things sensually. Mm. Sometimes when I say sensual, because it's like a big core of what I do, sensuality, people automatically couple it with sexuality and that's not always the case, right? So I would bring in these flesh flowers and, and I would enjoy the colors and the smells and the feels and the textures. And as the flowers would shed, like the petals would fall, I just left them on the altar. So even like I could see it from my desk right now, I just have this pile of rose petals mm. on my altar in my living room and it's like luscious and just mm. so... Like it does feel super abundant and, and just connecting with like the colors and like different jewelry and playing with how I adorn myself. Um, 
like all of these things. I'm just, I keep using all these words in hopes that as people are listening or even as you're listening, something hits you and you go, oh yeah, like that feels good to me, right? Like that resonates somewhere in my body. I get turned on again, not necessarily sexually, but like it excites me or it like sparks something in me that goes, oh, I'm compelled. Mm -hmm. I want to investigate more of that or let me pull that thread and see how that might make me feel, you know? Mm-hmm. I, and you know, everything that you're saying just gets you so present. Even the words that you're using yes. just gets you really present and into your body. Like yes. literally just, and I'm sure this is something having, it's just making me think about, I am really loving wearing like really bright lipstick. I don't yep. know why or where it came from, but I've been wanting to just harness like being a woman because I think it, for me, it's really easy to not do my hair or my makeup. Yep. Like I really, I mean, there can be weeks that go by if I'm behind this microphone and <laughs> whatever. Yeah, It's like, you don't have to get ready and not that getting ready has anything to do with it, but sometimes just doing that, like uh, like you said, adorning and, and enjoying the process. It's not just putting it on. It's like, wow, this is what it feels like to be a woman or just things that I enjoy, or maybe it's a flowy dress that feels good on your skin and just the, yeah. you know, the breeze in your hair and just what that feels like to what, whatever that looks like. So that's really, really beautiful because, um, you know, I think I'm always playing in this because I love, I love getting things done. I love business. I love yep. being in business with my husband, but I have to do that like this switch. So this is what I'm working on right now. So how about some live coaching here? Um, Let's do it. <laughs> so for me, it's just getting into the state like of being, you know, my husband's wife or someone who just brings yes. a different element yes. rather than just being his business partner who he knows he can rely on. And we love to push and we love goals and we love achievement. And then sometimes it's like, wow, when, we go to like a uh, romance phase. I'm kind of like, meh, I'm in business mode. Like we're, bu yeah, <laughs> we're yeah. business partners. So is there anything that I can do to kind of switch that totally. or get into like a different place? Yeah. Yeah. You need to transition out of it, like very consciously and intentionally go, okay, business hours are over. And now, you know, here comes, here comes Lori, the wife, mm -hmm. here comes Lori, the woman. And, and I always recommend for people trial and error, right? Mm -hmm. So getting into, again, how do I access what kind of sensuality? And I love that you said present because that's actually how I teach people to get present. Mm -hmm. You know how people talk about like be in the moment? The best way to be in the moment is to engage your senses. Mm -hmm. um, awesome. So like what is it that you need to do? How can you soften and relax and come into that receptive, magnetic, feminine place? Um, and, and these are things you guys can even talk about, right? And you can be like, okay, what, when you do this, I feel like I can soften and relax. Um, um, or Lori, when you do this, I just feel like so inspired by like, by your beauty and like your softness and maybe it's music, maybe it's candles, maybe it's incense, like creating this like sensual, like sanctuary environment. Maybe it's that like you need to take a bath. I mean, it could be so simple, right? Or maybe you just need to do some gentle. So my movement practice that I created is called wild soul movement. Often for me, I just need to get on the floor and like roll around, roll my hips, do some stretching, like put on some music that like really gets me present and like in my body. And one of the biggest things is to like literally be in your body, even if it's just hip circles. Mm -hmm. you, like you want a uh, shortcut to feeling feminine? do some friggin' hip circles. Mm. It sounds so simple, but for real, it just works. And, totally. and like, and just like be flowing in your body, put on a song, dance, like again, 
anything that could just bring you into your body and into that like deep feminine core. And even if you're someone listening going like, I have no idea what that even means. Like (laughs) the thing is this, your intellect, your mind is telling you, I don't know what that means, but your body knows what it feels like. Mm -hmm. Right? Like your body is a genius. And so all you need to do is like a little bit of experimentation and your body will recognize it so quickly and so easily. And then you just have like a, a short list, right? Of like, okay, a Epsom salt bath always works for me. Oh, lighting rose incense, boom, that does it for me. Ooh, this song right now, that's the ticket for me. This dress or, you know, maybe I just need to put on some mascara and like you know what your little shortcuts to dropping into your feminine are like. And and maybe it takes five minutes, maybe it takes 30 minutes, but you need that transition out of like get it done, hustle, make it happen mode back into like, okay, I'm soft, feminine, receptive, and gorgeous again. Mm. That's beautiful. I love that. I love that. And everything that you're saying, because uh, so lately a theme for me, just literally this last week has been when we switch the questions that we ask ourselves, we get, you know, we get the answers that we're actually looking at. A lot of the questions are like, why am I like this? Why am I not feminine? Or Mm -hmm. why can I not switch this off? And that's not going to get us any answers. It's like, well, how could I feel this way? What makes me feel this way? And it's, I went to, um, I was at an event last night. It was like just a bunch of people who wanted to come together and have just great, rich conversations. It was a lot of artists, a lot of musicians, and they uh, were having us describe, they were like, okay, let's see if you can um, guess just by these descriptions, like everybody got to pick an artist that they love and describe something about them, like what makes this person so like raw and how can you know why are we so attracted to them so that was really really cool to break that down and mine was I just chose Gwen Stefani because I love her because right now I'm on this red lipstick thing I guess um (laughs) she's kind of just been a theme for me like my whole life you know I've liked her since I was 14 and just just a girl I remember totally it was like oh badass chick yes yes I just I think I love that like power right girly power you just gave me a moment of realizing actually a moment of recognition in myself that that like badass feminine was always there because the same like I remember feeling so empowered by her oh my gosh yes and some of it was crazy some of the stuff I wrote down because we never actually allow ourselves to dig in why do I like this what do I like about this how does she make me feel and so we had to describe them and I, I wrote down like I mean, this is kind of crazy, but it's just literally what came up in the 30 seconds you get to write. It was like the first, um, like the first movement in your hips in the summertime, like where you're just, you know, reggae music, like your body just starts to flow, but you feel powerful and like your shoulders are back and you're in the sunshine. And then, um, it was like the first, like the, those first feelings of, and if you don't drink, that's cool too. But those first feelings of when wine hits your brain, just like where you loose, everything loosens up, but you feel powerful and happy and fun. And like, I don't know. I was like, that's so interesting. The things that can come up if we allow ourselves to like get into the juicy stuff, right? The good stuff and say, why do I love this? Why do I love her? Why do I love the way this looks? Why do I, uh, in appreciating women, why do I love how she makes me feel or whatever that is and really picking it apart and seeing how you can, it really made me say, how can I adopt some of that into my life? I love that. I love it so much. And you know what else is actually a great indicator? Um, the things that you actually get jealous of or Mm. the things that you envy in other women because like jealousy and envy are just pointers to the things in you that are like ready for you to express them. It's just going, hey, I'm super tired of seeing everyone else be this thing or this way or have this 
and I'm ready. Me next. You know, that's what I always feel like. If I ever feel like a pang of envy and jealousy, I'm like, ooh, me next. Oh right? my God, I love that so I don't much. need to be down on myself. Mm-hmm. Or I don't need to feel sorry for myself that I don't have the thing. I go, oh, all right. Looks like I'm ready to express it or that would not be setting me off right now. Wow. I love that. Those words. Ooh, okay. Me next. <laughs> that yeah. is so perfect. Like I want that shirt and I'll just wear it every day. Okay. Me next. <laughs> so you, uh, we were chatting about the art of womanhood. If you could expand on that, because I'm just taking notes over here. Yeah. So again, it's, it kind of just builds on everything we've already been talking about. There's this innate magnetism to being a woman. Like we have the ability to inspire. Um, and we forget, like, that's one of those things that really gets covered up by all of our trying and doing and hustling and accomplishing and achieving and like having to do everything. And we forget, uh, how much support is available to us and, and how, especially from men, like men are built, like, this is like a primal, like biological thing to, to provide and protect for women. And whether it's that you have sons or whether you are in a relationship with a man or whether like you work in an office or just have male coworkers, um, like let them help you. So many of us do this thing where we're like, I'll do it myself. And we actually pride ourselves on being able to do it ourselves. And it's just really interesting. And some people might really not like what I'm about to say. Um, it's inspired by uh, the work of Alison Armstrong, if you've ever heard of her. But she says, you know, modern birth control, contraception, the feminist movement, like equal pay and like all these women's movements have been so amazing in so many ways. And in a lot of ways, it hasn't done us any favors in the sense of creating that I'll do it myself culture. Mm. Because what happens is we end up emasculating and objectifying others all in an attempt to hold on to how powerful and independent we are, but we're dying. Mm. We're so stressed so tired. Uh, So many of these uh, health issues, adrenal fatigue, digestive, all these digestive issues, like all that stuff is happening in the centers of our body that relate around like money, power, creativity. um, And it's because we're shutting off our ability to actually receive and, and, and the giving and receiving is so out of harmony in our lives because we're going, I could do it myself. And what happens is we have needs and we're trying to meet all our own needs ourselves, and it's impossible. And then when our needs aren't completely met, we go into like this demand and deserving place and we decide, all right, who owes me? Mm. What? You know? Mm. And it's just really not, it's not graceful. It's not easy. And it's not like this, this like ripe, mm. loving place where we can be like giving and receiving and like asking for help and getting it and feeling supported instead of feeling like, so drained, exhausted, resentful, and like we have to do everything. Wow. You just opened up this whole place that I think is uh, just something I'm really seeing going on. And that was that was so beautiful. And it reminded me. So uh, a couple of weekends ago, I was at an event just for um, mostly teenage girls. So it was like ages um, 12 to 18. And one of the biggest themes there, because it was it was girls maybe from um, you know, all walks of life or girls who maybe, um, have somewhat of a trouble background. Like that was probably 50% of the crowd in there. And then the other 50% kind of came with their, um, you know, their moms or sisters or things like that. So the room was very, very mixed, but a lot of the theme throughout the room when we were doing breakouts, cause I got to be in the breakouts with them. Um, you know, it was kind of like mentor and then teen and mentor and teen. So, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the theme was, 
uh, you know, we were saying different things that have really helped us or things that we do. And one of the women had said that she, you know, asked for help a lot now. And, you know, one of the mentors had said this to, to the teen girls in the group and the teen girl said, so what you you like depend on people because I don't depend on anyone. You can't depend on anyone. And this was a right. theme throughout the entire room of these girls. Yeah. And the number one thing that they were dealing with was they were stressed out. And yeah. it's because they don't feel like they, they're not allowing themselves to depend on other people. And I think it's coming from, you know, they want to be, they, they have all these icons, right? Like saying who they love and these independent women and what they are, but we're not actually showing what an independent woman is. And that's also having the strength to rely on other people because I totally know I came from that place. And now the last yeah. two years, a huge theme for me has been, uh, connecting with women, um, allowing, uh, uh, a real relationship is depending on someone and having them depend on you. And that's a really, really, it's become so beautiful, but just saying that like it it truly is an art and it's learned and it's um, you know, it's, it's just, what are we focusing on? So do you have different things around that? Like maybe connecting with other women or how, how can we start allowing and connecting? Well, first of all, understand there's a difference between being fully resourced. So think of it that way. The thing we're afraid of is being helpless or needy. Nobody wants to be those things. Yeah. And we think needing anything makes us helpless or needy. And it's not true. Being fully resourced is like the best you could be. And even like, you know, there's so much. This is, again, I, I keep referring to the culture, not so we could be victims of the culture, but just so we could spot it and see where it is and go, oh, I get it. That's where that messaging comes from. There's more to it than that. So we see these independent women, you know, like like Beyonce, for example. Yeah, super independent. But if you think Beyonce doesn't have like a freaking squad of people <laughs> helping her with everything, you are an insane maniac. Like she absolutely does. But we don't see the team behind Beyonce. We see freaking Beyonce, mm-hmm. right? We see the finished product. We don't see the process. We don't see the progress or the steps along the way, right? Like mm-hmm. um, I remember seeing a meme on social media once that says Beyonce wasn't built in a day and I was like, dying, <laughs> you know? It's like, that's what it is. It sounds she like popped out and like that's how that happens yeah. and that's how that works. So first of all, just like really understanding the difference. Um, being helpless is, is actually when you have like no faith or trust or confidence in yourself that you could do anything. That's really, really far off from being fully resourced and just noticing, okay, where is it healthy? Where is it energizing? Where is it useful for me to do things myself? And where would I be better off to ask for some help or ask for some support? Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can categorize it by the things, what are the things that I hate doing? What are things that I'm not actually even that good at and I'm struggling through them? You know, so I'll give you an example. And this might sound like a super privileged example because it is. And, I'm, you know, I live in the freaking first world. And so one of my first world problems was that, you know, I run a business. I have all these other things going on. And I was wasting a lot of like mental space and actual time doing things like grocery shopping, cooking, doing laundry, cleaning the house. I mean, if I look at how I value my time and the things that people pay me for and like my power and my strength and my expertise, um, scrubbing my toilet is not one of those things. It's mm-hmm. super not worth it for me to do that. It's totally worth it for me to hire someone. And so we had hired a house mom. She was doing the grocery shopping, running our errands, cleaning the house, and cooking for us twice a week. Because to just take those things off 
my agenda, all of a sudden I now had all this energy available to me. Um, it was relatively inexpensive. It wasn't, we just put an ad on Craigslist, made up how much we wanted to pay her, which was 200 bucks a week. And, and all these things all of a sudden were getting done. And it was immeasurable, the effect of like having that support. And also like when it was happening, like to hear the laundry going and I wasn't the one doing it made me feel like super rich, right? <laughs> yes. I'm in the energy and the frequency of feeling like super rich. Like I'm going to do better work that day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so like, maybe not everyone listening can afford a house mom, but like, can you just start with a cleaning lady? Right. Or maybe you run a business and, and there's like, you're answering your own emails all the time, or like, you're trying to do your own tech stuff, like hire that out, you know, like get some support. Or maybe there's actually support available to you. That's even less expensive. Maybe there's like a neighborhood high school kid that's like mowing lawns. Like maybe they can come do some stuff in your house or whatever, you know, like these, these low leverage activities that aren't helping you like express the truth of who you are. And if anything, are like stressing you out or draining you, get that stuff off your plate to the best of your ability. Or maybe you're a mom and you have kids. Like one of the greatest things my mom ever did was she started paying me and my little brother when we were very young to just do stuff in the house. Mm-hmm. And it taught me that like I get to earn my money. Right. The things aren't just handed to me. I get to earn it. And if I wanted something, I could figure out a way to earn it. So if I wanted something, I'd be like, hey, mom, can I wash your car? She'd be like, sure, I'll give you 10 bucks. Great. And that also taught me to be like innovative and creative and resourceful. So, again, it comes back to being fully resourced and asking for help in the places and spaces where it's super not serving you to be doing those things. Oh, I love that. I can't even, I I was so that girl, I think, especially coming from, um, the Midwest, we really do. I'm going to be honest. Like we pride ourselves on how much can we do? How much can we take on? I'm this down home girl. I can do this, this, and this. And, and I have these perfect vacuum lines in my living room. Yes. I literally remember thinking that. Um, and now I look back and I'm, I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, of course I couldn't move forward on my business goals. Of course I felt stuck. Of course I felt disconnected from everyone because I, it's like the more I took on, the more, uh, you know, fake blue ribbon I got from who no one. Um, it's like, it's like, what are you trying to prove and who are you trying to prove it to? Who cares? Exactly. And, and nobody and, looking back, nobody cared. Nobody, nobody cared. cared. I was more worried about what would people think if I had someone helping me? Like, how would yeah. they, how would they think of me? And, and, now I think, oh my goodness, woman, you need help so that you can you thrive help. in your zone of genius and help more people. So now I, I totally. wouldn't, I wouldn't even be able to reach any of the people that I'm, I'm, you know, have the blessing to work with now. And looking back, it's just, it's such a different mindset that in the beginning it may not feel great. Sometimes you yeah. have to clear that space and understand that it's going to, you know, it's going to get better. And now, cause in the beginning I was like, oh my God, nobody can know that I have a cleaner cause this is terrible. Yeah. What am I doing? Then all of a sudden my business started thriving. I'm like, okay, everyone can know I have a cleaner because look what it did for me. So, <laughs> it's going it's to just free so you up. Interesting. Mm, so yeah, interesting. So interesting hearing you say that. It's it's really about valuing yourself. And I'll tell you for real, one of my biggest, the biggest things that I'm constantly working through and breaking through the ceiling of is I deserve this, is mm-hmm. how good can I take it? How much love oh. can I receive? How much abundance can I receive in all the various forms? You know, praise, recognition, love coming from people. Like how many thank you messages can I get? And I cry. I was just going to be super honest. I cry mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I cry all the time because I feel like my heart sometimes is so full. If I don't cry and like hit the release <laughs> valve to empty it out, like it's just going to explode because mm-hmm. there's just like not room for anymore. And I'd way rather have that problem than be crying because I'm so overwhelmed and I'm so desperate for something that I don't have and I can't see how I could possibly get it. Like I'd rather have the opposite issue. Mm. 
I could talk to you all day, but that's a really good thing to start um, winding down on is receiving. So, you know, I think mm. it's, I think it's challenging for many of us. And it's also the most beautiful thing that when you allow it into your life, what can happen? So I, I can't tell I think nine out of 10 women that I compliment can't like, they don't even know what to do. They deflect it, right? They oh, give no, it back. Yeah. I want to give it back. Um, it's always, okay, that's great. But let me tell you what's greater about you. What is, why do we need to receive? What's a great way to learn to start receiving? Um, and what will that do for us? Ready? It's super revolutionary. <laughs> Just say thank you. <laughs> so serious. Just take mm -hmm. a deep breath and say thank you. Mm -hmm. When everything inside of you is screaming, no, I can't accept this, or wanting to say something back, literally, just breathe. Hear all those voices and all those things. Don't express them. And just say thank you so much. And I'm going to tell you why. Everyone can probably think of a time where you wanted to do something from someone, like from your heart. You just really wanted to. Um, you wanted to be kind or you had a compliment or you wanted to give someone a gift or you wanted to pay for someone's meal or whatever. And they said no. And they rejected it. Think about how you felt. What they did in rejecting and not being receptive was they robbed you of, of the gift or the kindness that you wanted to share or spread, right? Mm -hmm. Didn't feel good. So why would you do that to other people? If someone's offering, and here's the thing, you got to give people the benefit of the doubt that they mean it, that they're being authentic and genuine. And if they're not, that's their problem when you receive, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yep. And, and, and that's just like, it's an amazing thing. And gradually you practice and you get better at it, you know? Um, and you just breathe and you just say thank you. Or if you do, if you're like me, sometimes you over-exaggerate it. I had to literally do this for a while. I had to like literally shout things like, thank you, I receive. I can do this, <laughs> you know? Like, and I'm a weirdo. Like that works for me. It might not be mm -hmm. your thing. But like, thank you, thank you so much. Like literally like put your hand over your heart so it doesn't explode and just go, thank you. Mm. Thank you. That feels amazing. Thank you so much. Yes. I'm totally going to let you do that for me. Thank you. Mm. And know that you are giving what you're, what you're giving is you're giving the gift of receiving the thing that the person wanted to do for you. And again, especially if you're a woman and especially if this is, is, is from a man, especially like that is what he's built for. That is what he's made for. And, and, and let him, let them help you, you know, even like at the grocery store. Um, I was, I was traveling recently. I just got back from Guatemala. Like I was so tired yesterday. By the time I got on the plane, I was trying to like throw my bag up into the compartment and this man stood up. Can I help you with that? And I was like, Oh God, yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Instead of what I used to do, which was like, I got it. No, I don't got it. You can get it. Thank you. God, mm. thank you so much. Mm. Mm, you know? That. Yes. That's what I'm, I'm literally thinking of. You're bringing up all these moments for me of just noticing where maybe I've grown or maybe I'm still like, okay, I could still, I could definitely do that. So yeah. that's funny. I, and it's just I, like perfection isn't the goal. Yeah. It's progress. Just do it totally. more often than you don't. Totally. I, and I'm just like you where I need to verbalize things like while I'm, I'm within <laughs> the lesson. Like I probably sound like I'm like on Star Trek or something. I receive yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. I receive that. <laughs> like, okay, right. weirdo. Like if you don't, if you don't understand like where you're coming from, but, but that's really helped me say, yes, I'm receiving that, like ver verbalize it and say, okay, I'm, I'm letting that settle in right now because I'm not, you know, I, I'm not quite there to be, well, now I am, but before it was like having to say, I received that. Cause I wasn't quite there to be like, thank you. And just be quiet after that. So, um, we're going to just be honest, it is. be like, you know what? I'm so uncomfortable letting you do that for me right now, but I'm going to let you. And thank you so much. Yeah. I say stuff like that sometimes. Beautiful. Like just saying where, like, Hmm, being honest, like being yeah. totally honest it's in amazing. how you feel. It's, it's a freeing thing. So, so I know that you have, um, an amazing podcast. So tell me all about it. We kind of bonded over our podcasts. 
Yeah, um, it's called Untame the Wild Soul. Um, and people, if they want to just find it, they can search my name. If you just type in D-Alto, D-I-A-L-T-O in iTunes. I'm, I'm the only D-Alto, so it'll come up. <laughs> Untame the Wild Soul. There's audio and there's video. And it's basically just about reclaiming and redefining womanhood in the 21st century. So like this conversation we just had, mm-hmm. I have this with people all the time. Um, and I love, like we were talking about the archetypes earlier. I interview all kinds of men and women so people can see all the different flavors and expressions and go, oh, I'm like that. Oh, that resonates for me. Oh, I want more of that. Oh, I'm jealous of that person. Me next. Great. You know, like all these things we talked about. This is kind of like how I roll on my show. Like this mm-hmm. is what we want. We want people coming into more harmonized um, experience of their energies and in, and in their life and stuff like that. Subscribing. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Seriously, this is just, this is kind of where I'm at right now. So I'm really, really feeling this conversation. Um, So I'm really excited about that. Okay. And where can we find, follow all that good stuff outside of there? untameyourself.com is my hub. It's my website. And then everywhere on social media, although I, I go by Elizabeth these days, everything is Liz Dialto because it just has been for years. Mm-hmm. So L-I-Z-D-I-A-L-T-O, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, all the things, Liz Dialto. Okay. couple amazing, you guys. Make sure you go follow because she's always got something like even just – Oh my gosh. Just even when I met you, like your hair and you're free and you're, you're really inspiring to like, I just want to like free myself. I'm like, these clothes are too restricting. Like I need a a flowy dress and wild hair and I can't take it. Um, okay. Screw this bra. Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly how I feel. Okay. So a few rapid fire questions here. Favorite, which I literally, you just inspired me to come up with. So, because I want to know favorite feminine sensual meal. Oh, girl, chocolate covered strawberries. Oh, dang. It's not a meal, but whatever. It it can be. (laughs) Who says it can't be? It's going to be a meal for me. Okay. Um, Favorite books? Oh, okay. That Awakening Shakti by Sally Kempton. Uh, I'm actually just reading this series right now. I just read this book called I Am the Word. And then the next book after that is called The Book of Love and Creation. It's amazing. It's it's super woo-woo. I'll just put that out there. Um, I love <laughs> historical fiction, anything to do with like Jesus and Mary Magdalene. So there's another series of books I read last year that I loved which was uh, the Magdalene Trilogy by Kathleen McGowan. So mm. it's called The Expected One and then The Book of Love and then The Poet Prince. I'll say I'll say those for now. But I'm a nerd. I'm reading all the time. Mm. So um, that's a tough one for me to answer. No, I love that. That's why I asked you because I'm a total book nerd and I'm like, I'm really feeling this vibe right now. So I'm going to explore your library. Uh, oh, cool. <laughs> so that's and my happening. book. I'm, 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 I wrote a book called Untame Yourself. I'm obviously super partial to my own book. And where can we – is that on your website? Yeah, yeah, and and untameyourself.com forward slash Amazon. Okay. Um, it's probably by the time this interview comes up, the print copy will be on Amazon too at the oh. end of May because it's been on Kindle for a bit, but uh, and now it's in print as well. Congratulations, Mama. That is a huge Thanks. undertaking. Good oh job. Oh, my God. So, oh. Super fun. Yeah, amazing. Okay, and let's see. Last but not least, you have a quick elevator ride with someone, and they look over at you and say, oh, my gosh, Elizabeth. How can I make myself happy? How can I make myself happy? 30 seconds. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, you know what I would actually do? I'm just going to describe it to you. I know myself. I would close my eyes. I would take a deep breath. I'd put my hands on my chest. I'd probably, like, roll around my shoulders on my chest a little bit. And I'm just going to reveal my, my weirdness a bit more in the moment. I'm super intuitive. <laughs> So it there wouldn't be, I can't answer it for you because I would have to like be in front of that person, feel that person. I would know what to say. 
Oh, I love that answer. That's a really, That's I, my answer. I, I love it. I love it. So you're really tuning, tapping in and tuning to yourself to really be in, be present and be in the moment with that person because totally. it like can be different be, for everyone. And on the person. Mm. Um, but for you, for you, Lori Harder, <laughs> if I was in the elevator with you, like, what can I do to make myself happy? I would literally say, do some hip circles and take mm. some luxy, really sensual baths with candles at least three times a week. Oh, I love that. I okay. just have a feeling that would be the jam for you right now. I don't know yeah. why. <laughs> it totally, no, really, that just totally spoke to me and it makes me want to actually write or listen to amazing music. So perfect. Yeah. All right, Mama, thank you so much for being thank on you. today. I loved it. And you guys, if you loved this episode as much as I did, make sure you share it. And until next time, do something to go and earn your happy. Bye, guys. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday. I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back. And I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group. Then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also 
sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community and everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody gonna be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14-day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about, or they just forget. 
That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori.